Hi there. This is Strength in the Details, a podcast that goes beyond reps, sets, and programming and focuses on the mental aspects of exercise, training, and performance. I'm your host, Dr. Anaja Newsom, owner and founder of Coaching Kilos. I'm an educator, exercise scientist, coach, and weightlifting athlete. With more than a decade of professional experience in sport and fitness, I've had the privilege of working with a variety of athletes and clients. And I truly believe that the impact of mental skills, motivation, and self-efficacy are often overlooked in our industry and underappreciated in exercise behavior change, sport performance preparation, and everyday coaching practices. So join me as I invite industry experts, elite athletes, coaches, and researchers to a conversation about the gritty details. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Strength in the Details, where we go beyond the debate of reps and sets and exercise programming and get to the gritty details of what it really takes to find strength to be successful in the gym, on the platform, and in life. I'm your host, Dr. Anaja Newsom, and I'm here with another episode to talk about a topic that I feel could make all of the difference for our mindset in 2022. Uh, For many of us, the past two to three years has been hectic, it's been chaotic, um, and it's presented challenges, tons of challenges in our personal lives and professional lives, and that includes our health and fitness as well. Um, And it just seems like January, the beginning of the year, is that time where we sit back and we identify the changes that we want to make for the year ahead. And that goes for life changes, relationships, finances, and for many of us, our fitness, our sport, and our performance goals. Um, And we get into January, we're usually pretty motivated, we're pretty excited, um, and things are smooth sailing, right? Um, we're, We're adhering to the goals that we set for ourselves, and we may even start to see progress towards those goals. Um, But undoubtedly, as we get into February, uh, the reality of life, the responsibilities that we have, and for some of us, the level of commitment that's required to meet those goals starts to creep in. Um, And when that happens, unfortunately, we see a ton of folks fall off the wagon. We forget about those things that we said we really wanted for ourselves and the things that we say are important. Um, For new exercisers, uh, new athletes, Typically, we see that fall off in that first three to six months of setting a new goal or starting a new program or starting a new routine. So I want to talk to you today about goal setting. I hope to make you a better goal setter, and I hope to give you some tips and advice on how to really smash those goals in 2022. Um, The thing I love about goal setting is that it's an opportunity for us to think bigger about ourselves, really evaluate our potential and what we're capable of achieving. Um, I work with athletes and clients all of the time. And the first thing I say or ask them um, in that initial onboarding is, what is it that you want to achieve? What is going to make you feel successful? And then I ask, why is that important? Why, why is that so meaningful to you? Um, and most people can give me the what, but fewer people can give me the why. And so I want to start this podcast episode off by challenging, challenging you to really understand your why. You have to have a why, uh, because if you do not know your why or if your why is superficial, um, it's going to be challenging to hit that goal. Because when life throws those curveballs at you or when other priorities start to creep up, 
if you're not super passionate about your why and you you truly don't have an understanding of the reason that that goal is so important and how it's going to help you become a better person, a better athlete, um, you're going to lose sight. You're going to lose track. So you have to be passionate about your goal because the road is going to get tough. Um, things are going to come up that are going to compete for your attention. Um, and sometimes you're not going to feel like getting up and going to the gym. You're not going to feel like prepping your meals on Sunday night. You're not going to feel like getting in the bed and going to sleep and getting that full eight hours. So when your goal is important to you, it makes it harder for you to just give up on it because life gets a bit rocky. Um, another thing that I, I come across often is ineffective goal setting strategies. Um, think about your current health or fitness or performance goal. Um, one goal that I personally have is um, I'm, I'm running a 10 mile Disney race and I want to do that in April. And my goal is to be able to run it without walking and finish in under two hours. So um, that gives me about a 12 minute pace to hold on to for the duration of the 10 miles. I have not run more than a 10K um, at all in the last couple of years. Um, and actually the 10 K that I ran was just a couple months ago. So when I really got into competitive weightlifting and coaching, I kind of, um, lost track or like lost sight on my joy for running and kind of the, the thrill that I get from getting out there and pounding the pavement. And since I've gotten back into that, I've really started to enjoy it. Um, and so I have this goal of this 10 mile Disney run in April, um, there's a group of us going, so that is a little bit of an added motivation, that, that social support factor. Um, but there are several components to effective goal setting. So first, are you able to get really specific about your goal? Um, broad and vague goals do not allow enough detail to create action steps. Um, sometimes I found that clients, um, they have this goal, this broad goal, and that, that broad goal does not give me as their coach or them as the client, anything to really hone in on and get specific on. So it's not that it's not important or um, it's not that uh, it's, it's just that you don't have enough there to give proper guidance. So I'm going to challenge you to really think about your goal. If your goal is a weight loss goal, that's great. But how much weight do you want to lose? In what time frame? Um, is it that you want to do body recomposition? So how much of that is body fat th that you want to lose? There's a, there's a big difference in saying, you know, my goal is to compete at a powerlifting meet versus saying, I want to compete in a USA weightlifting um, or a USA powerlifting Florida State Championships by the end of summer. There's just so much more specificity in that second goal that's gonna allow you as the athlete, you as the client and your coach to really hone in on. So there's a difference between saying, I wanna run a race and I wanna run a Disney 10 miler before the end of the summer. You've gotta get specific with your goals, say them out loud, put it out in the atmosphere and let folks know what you are aiming to achieve um, because that accountability is so important. Um, the second thing is your goal has to be appropriately difficult for your level of expertise and experience. The more difficult and specific your goal is, the more likely you are to try, the more effort you're willing to put in to achieve that goal. And um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting phenomenon. One of the most commonly cited goal setting theories is um by Locke and Latham in 1990. And that goal setting theory suggests that 
there's a linear relationship between goal difficulty and task performance, meaning that the more difficult and the more challenging that I perceive my goal to be, the more effort I'm going to put in, the more discipline I'm going to be at achieving that task or performing that goal. The more complex the task, the harder we're going to try, the more motivated we are, and the more committed we are to putting forth the necessary changes to achieve that goal. If a goal is way too easy for you or too vague for you, you'll forget it. You're going to forget about it. Um, we're not going to put forth the same effort that is necessary to achieve that goal. Um, now, I'm not saying that your goal should be unrealistic. I've heard tons of those um, in my career. It's not that it's not that's not what I'm saying at all. You have to be real. You have to be honest. You have to be reflective about your current abilities, the season of your life, meaning, you know, do you have the resources financially, the facilities, the access, the coaching necessary to achieve this goal? And if those things are in line, then how difficult is this goal? Meaning, are you going to jump in and say, I've never run a race before, but I want to run a half marathon in six months? That's probably not a realistic goal. But if you say, hey, I want to run two 5Ks, a 10K, and a half marathon by the end of next year or by the end of the year, that is a difficult, challenging goal, but something that is attainable if you have an action plan um, to help you get there. Um, also consider your willingness and ability to sacrifice for your goal. Um, I think it's pretty common for us to hear, you know, you know, it's, it's if it's worth it, then you'll put in the work. Um, you you have to be willing to sacrifice to reach your goal. If your goal is, you know, improving your squat performance, then are you willing to get under those heavy weights more frequently? Are you willing to fuel your body enough so that you are in the gym and that you're feeling good and you're strong and you're you're recovering? Um, I also think it's pretty common for us to hear about putting a time frame on your goal. And I, and I like to talk about that and I like to make sure that we're addressing that time frame. Um, but what I really want to address is the action planning behind that time frame. If you want to say, I want, you know, I have a weight loss goal. I want to lose 20 pounds of body fat in the next six months or the next 12 months. What are your action steps behind reaching that goal? It's you're not just going to wake up one day and all of a sudden you're going to hit your goal. That's not how it happens. And oftentimes that's when we fail to reach our goal. If we don't have steps in place to reach that end destination, um, you want to make an international team for weightlifting, right? Well, what do you need to get there? Okay, first, you need to add 15 kilos to your total. Well, that's great. How will you do that? There are so many different types of goals that we need to address um, as we're approaching that long-term outcome goal. So there are product or outcome goals, you know, that making that team, losing that weight, running that half marathon. Um, and, and, I, and, and then there are process goals. There are process goals like I need to improve my squat mechanics. I need to compete at a few local meets to build confidence. I need to be confident in heavier openers more frequently. I need to improve my mobility overhead so that I can stop missing my snatches behind me. Like, whoa, that was only one outcome goal, but there are like three to four things that you should be aiming to achieve on the way. And, and I think that's so important for us to realize as coaches and as athletes is enjoying the process on the way to that outcome goal. Um, I had a client 
last year tell me that she wanted to lose 10 pounds of body fat by the end of the summer. And I was like, that's great. Um, like we, I think we can do that. Tell me two things that we need to do to get you there. And she was completely stumped. I was like, wait, that's the action planning process. You set an end goal, but there are smaller goals that we need to achieve to get there. We need to aim to prep lunches at least four out of the five work days. So you're not eating out. Um, let's include that as a goal for the next three months. We can set a goal to hit your water intake each day of the week. We can set a goal that you're going to be in the gym training for at least one hour, three to four days per week. You have to have action plan, action plans, action planning steps on the way to that long-term goal. And I think that as you know, I'm guilty of it. You know, I say that I want to do something, but I'm not willing to adhere to the smaller steps needed to get there and be consistent in those smaller steps, in those action steps to get me to my larger goal. And, you know, that's when we get frustrated because we're not seeing progress or that outcome goal is so far away. I mean, sometimes those outcome goals are six months, 12 months, multiple years in duration, what are we doing every day that we that can set us up for success? Are we acknowledging those action planning steps? If your goal is to bench press 225 by the end of the year, well, let's start with just increasing the number of days you incorporate upper body push exercises into your program. A good coach should be upfront and honest with clients and athletes about the, what the process is going to look like to achieve their goal. The process is where you celebrate those small wins. The process is where you learn and evaluate and reevaluate that goal. The process is where you celebrate the small victories and acknowledge the smaller setbacks. Um, maybe you consistently hit your 90% bench press um, and it's smooth every single time. There, that is a process goal. When you have goal-directed behaviors, you cannot obsess over the outcome goal every second of the day, every single training cycle. When you have goal-directed behaviors, you focus on one day at a time, one step at a time, one action at a time. That larger outcome goal is now at the periphery. It's guiding your overall um, program, maybe your macro level program, but it is not influencing every single thing that you do because that's how we become overwhelmed. That's how we lose, you know, that's how we, it starts impacting our mental health when we're not seeing these large progress changes, this, these large strides towards that outcome goal. It really starts to affect our confidence, our self-efficacy, our motivation. If you have a 12 month goal and it's only that one goal that that you obsess over every single day. Imagine 30 days into that process when you haven't reached your goal. And then three months into that process, you haven't reached that goal. That six month process, you haven't reached that goal. What are you going to say to yourself? How are you going to be feeling about the steps that you're taking in between? Um, think back to your goal that you, you thought about at the beginning of this episode and ask yourself, is there a product or a process goal that I can integrate into my everyday training? Write down three to four of those process-oriented goals that you can aim for on the journey, on the way to ultimately hitting your target. And that's gonna help set you up for success. Um, so I wanted to just dive into some tips on how to rethink your goals, plan smarter for this year to make them more effective. 
Uh, remember that goal setting is just as much about the physical goal as it is about the mindset that you're carrying into that goal. Um, so let's start off with, let's skip the gimmicks and the shortcuts. Nothing worth having ever comes easy to anyone. And usually what I find is that when folks opt for the quick fix, they're never going to feel satisfied. They're always going to feel like they're missing out on something. And that quick fix isn't going to be as satisfying as knowing that you've reached your hard, your goal with hard work, with persistence, with dedication, uh, with personal investment of time that you're never going to get back. So um, also from my personal experience, what I've learned is that, and, and what I've witnessed is that when you take the easy way the first time around, you usually have to double back and that journey becomes 10 times harder when you have to make up or undo the physical or mental harm that you did when you're choosing those quick fixes. So if it sounds too easy, if it sounds too good to be true, my friend, it probably is. Um, and the, the, the gimmicks and the shortcuts are really put out there as ploys, as selling opportunities. And that goes with programming, that goes with um, diet fads, that goes with, you know, special things, special diet pills and things like that. Just make sure you're doing your research, do the hard work, do the hard things, and you will be so much more satisfied with your progress when you reach that goal at the very end. Um, next is we've got to take ownership of our actions. We've got to stop making excuses. Stop making excuses for when you don't reach your goal, for how hard something is, um, or for not doing, honestly, what you said you were going to do. You can have excuses or you can have progress, but you cannot have both, friends. You cannot have it both ways. If you set a goal, say it out loud. Hold yourself accountable. And in, the, in this year, we're going to have to do the hard work. We're going to have to do the hard things. Um, I've had athletes tell me that they want to achieve a certain goal, but then when it comes to sacrificing or putting that extra work, there's always some resistance to doing the hard work. Um, if you if you have life getting in the way, you have other priorities, that is okay. And acknowledge that, um, be aware of that, and then take ownership of what you can do. Um, if you miss counting your macros for the day, it's not the end of the world. Move on and then get it together the next day. But if you're choosing to binge Netflix and eat an entire pizza and wash it down with a glass of wine, you gotta kind of gotta you gotta own up to that. You cannot complain about how under recovered you are on Monday morning during your training session because you made that choice. You have to own up to to your part in reaching your goals. After all, it's your goal and you have to play an active role in making it happen and you've gotta be willing to do the work. So take ownership of your actions. I get it. We all have things happening in our life that may conflict with our training, our performance, um, whatever goal, health goal we had and we set out for. And that's why you have to go back to your why. I started this episode with saying you have to acknowledge your why because when things get hard and when Thing, life starts throwing different uh, priorities and conflicts at you, 
when your why is strong, you will find a way. You're going to either make it happen or you're going to make an excuse. Um, But either way, it's a choice that you're making. School, work, relationships, those are all so important. And if you're in a season of your life where you're working on earning a promotion for your job and you're working on earning extra income for for your family, that is absolutely okay. Go make your money, like go for it and put a hundred percent effort into that. But you can't come back kicking and screaming because your training is suffering because you're missing days in the gym. Like that's just a choice that you made. And we all have to make those choices. Um, There's only 24 hours in the day, make the most of it, prioritize what's important to you and then own, take ownership in the selection that you made in the choices that you made. We always ebb and flow in life, in our sports, in our, as being athletes. And we all have to be flexible. We have to be adaptable. We can't go 110% in sports every single day of, of, of life or every single day of the year. We can shift and be agile and be adaptable, but you have to take ownership for every action that you're taking. Um, yeah, so... The other thing that I see is that people are afraid to hold themselves accountable. They're afraid to put themselves out there because they have this fear of failing. Um, And I am right there with you. I held myself back from so many things because I was afraid of not hitting my target. I was afraid of not hitting that final goal that I set out for myself. I was afraid that you know, I was going to shout out loud what I would, what I wanted to achieve. And then when I didn't get there, what was, what was going to, what were people going to think? What was going to happen? Um, failure is never fatal. Get back up and keep trying. If you never try anything new, you will absolutely never make progress. If you do not attempt that heavier dumbbell selection, you'll never know if you can lift it. And so what? If you try and it's heavy and you have to put it back down, that's okay too. But at least you put yourself out there. At least you made an effort. At least you tried, you got out of your comfort zone and you bet on yourself. If you set a goal and make a plan and it doesn't work out, that failure does not define who you are or what your potential is, or who you're going to turn out to be. Like, we're all growing. We're all navigating these challenges. Um, But what it does give you is it gives you an opportunity to learn. It gives you an opportunity to find out about yourself. It gives you an opportunity to build your mental toughness, that grit that you'll need to make it through things in life and in the gym. So it gives you the opportunity to play differently. What happens if you're successful when you make that try? Like that's always an option. So, so what if you missed your goal on your PR back squat? So what if you didn't get that, that uh, distance that you were aiming for? So what if you didn't get your split times in your half marathon? What you can do is get closer next time. What you can do is learn from the things that you did. What you can do is, em- is embrace that failure and say, you know what, I'm going harder next time and use it as motivation. Um, always give yourself grace. 
give yourself space to be human. Um, we've all failed. We've all felt that embarrassing, that overwhelming, that disappointing feeling. And trust me, it hurts. It's hard, right? Like it's hard to stand in that and, and really feel that feeling of missing out on your goal, especially if it's public, especially if it's in front of the world. And this, this age of social media allows us to hide our failures and only publicize those successes. And so what we see as the highlight reel on other people's Instagrams and Twitters, we feel like we're the only people failing. We feel like we're the only folks that are not being successful 100% of the time. And it's just not true. So feel those feels of being disappointed. Feel those feels of being embarrassed or, you know, feeling like you didn't give it your all. I want to validate those feelings for you because we all have those feelings and it is absolutely okay to feel those, but you've got to, you You've got to be able to embrace it, reevaluate and move on. In fact, if you're not disappointed in not meeting a goal, then I would ask, what it, was it ever really important to you? Did, you? did it ever mean anything to you um, in the first place? If you do, if you're not, if you don't have some sort of disappointed feeling in not meeting that goal, just don't let it keep you down. Learn to be okay with reevaluating your goals, letting it go and moving on to be successful the next time around. Um, we've got to celebrate the small wins. We've got to be able to learn from the process. There are so many things, so many beautiful things um, that we can learn on our journey through goal setting. Uh, celebrate those small win wins, uh, the journey and the process of reaching a milestone is so beautiful. And I know it sounds cliche because everyone says it, it's not in the outcome, it's in the journey, but like, it's so true. Like your mindset during the journey, your mindset every day that you show up for training, your mindset of being positive and showing up for yourself over and over again, getting those smaller wins. Maybe it's a rep PR. Maybe it's a, you know, consistency in your training. Maybe you're training with no pain finally, because you're, you're being consistent with your mobility and your rehab and your stretching and your sleep. Those are small wins. Maybe you said no to the, the extra coffee, um, at Starbucks. Maybe you said no to the 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 extra dessert at dinner because you're really trying to stick with your macros those are small wins and those are opportunities for us to learn grow and celebrate um make a plan and be okay with evaluating that goal be okay with celebrating the small wins understand that failure is never fatal um, in fact, once you hit that goal, the only thing that is going to happen is that you're going to set a new goal, right? So like, understand that it's all a part of the process. Goal setting is an awesome strategy to help reach your goals, guide program planning, drive performance, but only when it's effective and only when you have the mental components to effectively um achieve those action steps that are necessary to reach your goal. Remember that setting the goal is only half the battle and you have to mentally commit to the entire process and then show up and do the work. I hope that you can take some of these tips and apply them to your fitness, sport performance, and health and wellness goals. And really, you can apply some of these same principles to any goals that you set in life, whether it be financial goals, relationship goals, personal, professional goals, 
Um, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Strength in the Details podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with someone else. That would be so sweet and help get this content out to those athletes and coaches that can use it the most. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and that would mean so much to me. Uh, tag me in your post, leave comments, and I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Let me know what different topics you'd like to understand more about. Um, and then again, that would help me build this podcast and help it really grow so that it can help support athletes and coaches um, in the gym, on the, on the platform, but just in life. Remember that if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to support, there are several ways that you can do that. You can find the link in my bio at Strength in the Details or visit my website, coachingkilos.com forward slash shop. All of those things go directly into supporting the development of this podcast and its future episodes. So thank you so much for listening and we will chat again soon. Until next time, may your squats be strong and your lifts be big. Here's to going beyond the reps and getting to the gritty details. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Strength in the Details. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Instagram at Strength in the Details for more information on future episodes and guests. Also, drop us a note. Let us know what topics you'd like to hear. You can support the podcast by liking and sharing content on social media or subscribing to the YouTube channel for free. You could visit the link in the bio, Strength in the Details, to donate to production costs or visit coachingkilos.com forward slash shop for new merch and represent Strength in the Details in the gym or on the go. Thanks so much for listening and we will chat again soon. Until next time, may your squats be strong and your lifts be big. Here's to going beyond the reps and getting to the strength in the details. <laughs>